0: These are the types of players that fit us and the characteristics that allow them to be successful. OKG's, our kind of guys.
1: Great to be joined today on the OKG series by Keith Jackson, who played for the Musketeers all the way back in 2001 to 2005, multiple time entry into the NCAA tournament. you went to the Elite Eight. A lot of history for you, Keith, but... As it relates to this show and as it relates to the Sean Miller podcast, you played for Sean in his first year as the head coach of the Musketeers all the way back in 2005. So it's great to have you on. It's great to see you. Um, You're very involved here around the Cincinnati area with your Action Jackson training, so it'll be great to hear from you on everything you've done since the last time you wore a Musketeer uniform. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Great.
0: Absolutely.
1: Keith, I'd like to start these shows by asking – what you're doing right now, kind of give fans an update on you, your family, and for people that maybe haven't seen you since the last time you played at Xavier, uh, how life's been treating you lately. Yeah,
2: life's been pretty good. I'm a, I've been married for 10 years now and father of two. I have twins that are seven, Nadia and Champ. Um, so, yeah, just busy with, with youth sports and coaching my son in basketball and in flag football, and then my daughter's in ballet and tap and hip hop. Um, so yeah, we're, we're busy and I'm, I'm a, just a dad now. I do my own basketball skill training where I work with ages from like four to 12, try to focus on that younger age group and help with development and skill. Um, I feel like we're lacking a lot because kids just play nowadays and don't really focus on the basics. So um, I think back to when I was a kid, I just played all the time versus actually getting in the gym and working on a skill set. So um, yeah, just, just staying busy.
1: For sure you're wearing the hoodie right now action jackson training how can yes, people find that there it is love it uh how can people find it and and what all do you do so um i'm actually updating it tonight we'll start training
2: again february 18th uh, which is a sunday so um we'll be at 1 p.m for ages what, four five and six and then 2 p.m for ages seven and eight um and then i'm trying to figure out how we're going to work the the ages that are a little older than that but um, my website is actionjacksontraining.com. That's like I said, that's being updated now so that tomorrow people can go ahead and get registered.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that's really cool, man. I'm selfishly, I'm heartbroken that the age gap is four to 12 because I've been looking <laughs> for some help with my jump shot. And uh, I feel like you would be the perfect guy to help me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny because everybody thinks of me as just being an athlete, not realizing, like, you know, in order to play fast and be explosive and all that, you still have to have skill. So they oh, don't yeah. necessarily equate the two but <laughs> it is what yeah. it is.
0: No, that's that's cool man. That's cool that you've stayed involved with the game and I see you here at a lot of Xavier home games so you're still a big part of the program but what can you uh can you take us back to you know you're a local guy you went to Purcell, right? And yes, sir. what was the what was the process like of you picking Xavier and ultimately ending up there?
2: Um yeah, I felt like from my, I started as a freshman at Purcell, and I feel like Skip Prosser as well as, as, as Huggins were there from day one. And um, as UC wavered and looked at other guys, Skip was always saying that, hey, you're my guy. You, you know, you'd fit here. This is You're going to graduate. We all, all our players graduate. My parents loved that. I loved it as well. And I just felt comfortable. I felt at home being able to come as like a sophomore to, you know, just watch the open gym maybe play if they would let me. And then, you know, those relationships developed and I just always felt comfortable and at home. And I like the class size. I, obviously, I went to a smaller high school as well. Didn't want to go to, you know, these these mega colleges that are whole cities. And, uh, you know, that was it for me, really. It was just a comfort and knowing that, you know, I already had those relationships built with with former
1: players as well as the guys that were currently on the team. So I just always felt at home. And similar to some of the guys that are on this year's team, and I guess more as it relates to last year's team, not so much this year, but you talk about playing for multiple coaches during your time at Xavier and, (laughs) you know, Sean taking over, you know, in your final year, but going through your college experience, you look back at last year's Xavier team that played for Travis Steele and then played for Sean Miller. A lot of those guys stuck around. They end up making a sweet 16. What, from your perspective, was it like to play for multiple coaches, but still I know the transfer portal and everything was much different back in the early 2000s oh, yeah. <laughs> than it is now on flexibility, but still to have to experience multiple head coaches during your time at Xavier.
2: Yeah, it was – well, the first time when Skip left, I was I was heartbroken. I was devastated because um, I'm like, I don't want to sit out, but I don't notice new coaches that are coming in. They don't – you know, do they have my best interests at heart or is I, am I just, a, you know, a cog in the wheel that can help them win? Um, and just trying to figure it out with – I'm like, well, I want to play. I feel like I can contribute, so I'm going to stick it out. And um, and then it happened again with Sean. So that time, at least I had known Sean, you know, being with him for three years that I was like, you know what? I feel comfortable. He's coached this before. Um, he knows the stuff. He's sharp. Um, and I think he can lead the way. So I was the one in that, in that situation being like, hey, guys, we're, we're going to be okay. I've been through this
0: before. Um, and showing a little bit more leadership in that standpoint. And what – did you notice any sort of a change? Like, I think that there's always this dynamic of an assistant coach, you have a certain relationship with them, okay? And then when the assistant has to become the head coach, like, was there a noticeable change in Sean at that point?
2: Um, I was, not really, because he was always, you know, he's always intense. He was go, go, go. I feel like he took a step back because that that was the head coach and he would when that allowed it, he would step up and show that. Um, but once he was head coach, he was he was full throttle and he was in guys' faces and you know, that's just naturally him. It's kind of funny to see him toned down now, which is you know, it's kinda of like, Man, you guys got a good, you know. <laughs> he still has his moments where he spazzes out, but I'm like, that was every day for us, you know. And I and I love that because he held us accountable. He expected the most out of us and he brought the best out of us. So
1: yeah, What was what was the biggest thing that you noticed between Sean version one at Xavier and version two when he came back and you were able to maybe reconnect and catch up and see what has changed for him over those last 15 years or so?
2: Um, It's just getting to know him as the man now. Like, he's not my coach. There's not that fear factor, you know what I mean, where it's like, oh, coach just walked in. Wrong. Or shoot, I'm sorry. Oh, shoot, coach <laughs> just walked in. Like, you know, it's like, okay, hey, Sean, how you doing? How's the family? How are your kids doing? You know, that type of conversation and introducing my kids to him now, which is kind of crazy, full circle there. Um, and, you know, just teaching them about the history of Xavier basketball. Um, I think that's the coolest part now. I've never, I've never gotten to drink a beer with Tom Miller, you know. So now it's like, all right, we had, a, we had the reunion thing this summer and we can kind of just catch up and talk as adults more so as player and coach.
0: So I, I think if I'm not mistaken – the the OKG was something that Sean developed at Arizona. So he that probably was not a thing when you were here this time around. But I'm sure maybe now you're familiar. Um it obviously stands mm-hmm. for our kind of guy, but I think the mentality was probably always there. It just didn't have a name, like it didn't have a nice little acronym attached to it. But it was you know was when the you hear Way back then. <laughs> the Xavier Way, yeah. The
2: Xavier but Way.
0: what what does, what does that mean to you? Like, and to be attached to that, to know that like you were the type of guy that, that Sean Miller wanted to coach that he wanted on his team.
2: That's pretty cool. Um, that means a lot to me because being in a mix of chaos and different coaches and not being recruited by Sean Miller, um, that's awesome to hear. It made me feel good because there were times where I kind of felt lost in the shuffle. Um, so, um, I try to show up every day and work my butt off I wasn't necessarily a vocal leader I wasn't necessarily a starter most of my career or anything like that but I try to go out and give 100% every day um, whether it was a practice whether it was weight room whether it was the classroom improving as a student so um, it was nice for you guys to even recognize me for
1: being you know uh, an our kind of guy so for sure Keith, I, I, I look back at your NCAA tournament experience and what you bring to the table here is somebody that has a lot of that from your time at Xavier. But you think back to what you were able to do in 2004, and everybody that is listening to this that is a Xavier fan knows all about the run and that ability to get to the NCAA tournament by winning four games in the conference tournament and then going to the NCAA tournament and making the Elite Eight right on the doorstep of the Final Four there are some similarities i think to having to put your head down and win games when that team on january 31st as we record this right now mm-hmm. that team your team was 10 and 9 and they were 2 and 5 in the atlantic 10 this team that we're talking about right now at xavier as they sit today they're 10 and 10 they're 4 and 5 in the big east i'm not comparing apples to apples necessarily <laughs> but just kind of take me back to that year and what maybe flipped in the locker room for all of you and what was what what spurred that run um I would just say leadership
2: really I felt like it was kind of a power struggle between Sato and Chalmers and Miles and then we had some young guys in the mix with Dolman and Cage and and Diedrich Finn and you know there was just a lot of like kind of up in the air that year and I think when Lionel kind of stepped up and said all right let's go I believe we were at George Washington and we had just lost and he went berserk in the locker room after that game. And that's not the way we're going to play. And then it was like, all of a sudden we started playing well again. Um, and it was just kind of like we picked up from the year before at that point. And we knew who guys were in our roles and, and we kind of rolled with it. Um, I was just happy to be alone for the ride. Cause I didn't play most of that in, <laughs> towards the end of that year. But um, until Texas, I had a high ankle sprain. And I, don't, I just didn't really feel like myself until, until then. Um, but yeah, it was amazing to be a part of. Amazing to, to to see the whole turnaround. The fans booing us on our home court, to you know praising us at the end of the year was kind of kind of crazy. But I feel like our coaches held it together for us and just block all up, one game at a time, block out the noise. We got to show up to work every day and get better, and let the pieces fall where they may. So yeah, it was it was a fun experience though for sure.
0: Keith, I think you know everyone probably wants to know like. Can you still dunk? Are you still getting Absolutely. up there?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I dunked in my kids' practice the other day, and everybody was like, I'm like, yeah, I can dunk. I just don't do it. Like, I, I don't have a – for what? At, at 40 – I'm about to I'll turn 41 next week. What's the point? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, we had ha- – it's funny. We have, uh, we have a guy in our office who's a diehard Xavier fan, and he wanted us to get you on this show, and his – Basically, his reasoning for that was you you were his favorite dunker at Xavier. So he'll, he'll be excited. I
2: appreciate that. I appreciate it. I, yeah. I, man, I had probably one of the biggest fails, too. I hope people don't remember that. I tried to throw it off the backboard to myself and got big. But <laughs> yeah,
0: hey, you gave it a, a shot. <laughs>
2: I figured I wasn't playing like, you know, you talk about the mentality of being a, a, our kind of guy at that point I was down on myself and I'm like, I'm not playing, screw it. I'm not as well go for it. That was my mentality versus being blending in and fitting into the system. So I learned quickly that you don't do stuff like that. <laughs> no effed up shots, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Truly a uh, Sean really guy right there. <laughs>
1: oh, Keith, I would love your take uh, on this year's team. And, you, you know, you're somebody that, Goes to a lot of games, if not every game. We see you constantly at the Centas Center. You're around, uh, you're involved, and you watch this team. Uh, what what are your what are your thoughts on this year's Xavier Musketeers? Um, I think this may be Sean's best
2: or greatest coaching job. I mean, this is this is a tough year with this schedule, number one schedule in the country, um, and then ten new guys. You know, all the transfers. It's kind of it's a it's a tough go of it. But I feel like he's coached. You know. Coach these guys as best as he could, and and it's giving them an opportunity. I mean, we're in a, like I don't want to say we're in a great situation, but we're in a situation where we we put a, a streak of wins together. We're having a different conversation about this team maybe March and you know playing in March Madness. So um, I think this is a great opportunity for these guys to 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 win the night, obviously against St. John's, and then kind of get some steam rolling as we head towards March. So yeah. I'm excited to see the growth of this team as we continue to to put the pieces together for sure. All right
0: yeah I sometimes I, I sometimes don't know that people fully and this is a credit to Xavier, right because the expectations here in this arena in this place they've become so inflated because of what a lot of people like yourself have done like you you've built this place up in such a way that they expect every year to be really good they expect yeah. every year to make the NCAA tournament. The reality is like it's not always going to be easy there. There might be some bumps along the road, but I, I think I, I couldn't agree more with your assessment of what's happening with this team right now. Like, has it been perfect? No, I, I don't think anyone in their right mind expected with 10 new guys that it would be perfect, but there's uh there's definitely growth. There's definitely progress and you know, who knows, May, maybe this year it doesn't work out. Maybe it does, but I still think that that you can learn a lot from seasons like this, and sometimes they're necessary, as hard as they might be to get through. Absolutely.
2: Well, I look back at my my four years. We we make it to the Elite Eight my junior year, my senior year, myself, and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. My co-captain Brian Thornton. Um, we missed that year. We don't make the tournament. Um, so, and we had the same team the next year that won the A-10s A Tens again. Pretty much, to all those same guys came back. Maybe added one piece. So, what's the difference between those two teams, right? I think a lot of it was um, just growth and maturity. Guys kind of expected to be great that year when we didn't work. I don't think we worked as hard as we did the year before, and things didn't come together like it did the year the year before. So, it's like sometimes it takes just grind, right? We gotta we gotta bang our head, we gotta practice hard, and then eventually, hopefully, it clicks, and it you know. From where we started to now is, has been tremendous to see, and hopefully there's another level to that that you know pushes us closer to March Madness rather than NIT or no 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 more basketball at all. So,
1: I'm looking forward to see the growth for sure. Keith, we appreciate you taking some time today to join the show. It's always great to see. You. It's always great to have you around, CentOS and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, I'll see you guys tonight. All right.
0: Thanks, Keith. Thank Take you. care, man.